0: Beetlejuice, 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 Cheerful Ghost Radio. Cheerful Ghost Radio is a podcast from the Cheerful Ghost community about interesting stuff in gaming and other various bits of nerdery. Welcome, ghosts, to a frightful episode of Cheerful Ghost Radio. My name is John, and in this episode I'm joined by the Dark Lord's most powerful minions, Tim and Travis. And in this episode, we're going to be reviewing the most evil, soul-crushing, murderous, mind- altering-in-a-bad-way game ghouls and ghosts on the N E S. According to Wikipedia, Ghosts and Goblins is a run-and-gun platformer, video game series created by Tokura Fujiwara and developed by Capcom. The first entry in the series was Ghosts and Goblins, released as an arcade title on September 19th, 1985. The series has subsequently been released on and ported to a variety of game consoles and mobile platforms and spawned several sequels and spin offs. The main series consists of run and gun platformers with players controlling a knight named Arthur, who must battle through hordes of undead in order to rescue the kidnapped Princess Pryn-Pryn and that's really her name, I didn't make that up. Also known as Guinevere, depending on the game or translation. From the Demon King, Astaroth. Absolutely not made up by me, that's real. Arthur's health and magic level is represented by the armor he wears, which is, yes. I was going to comment on it, but I shouldn't. With Arthur capable of finding better armor and various weapons and treasure chests hidden throughout the goob stages. Alright, well enough silliness. Uh, Let's get into (laughs) our review of ghouls and ghosts i'm sorry i wrote the wrong thing down in the notes it's ghosts and goblins <laughs> travis <laughs> maybe we should have reviewed the super <laughs> nintendo game i don't know travis ghosts and goblins review time my friend
1: Yeah, uh, wow it's the mechanics are all there and they work really well but it is just so punishingly hard that I can't really enjoy it much. I can understand why people who like these kind of punishing games would like this and why it's become a really popular, not if not speedrun, then showcase game where you see YouTube videos of people doing full runs, like perfect runs without getting hit. Because, man, that's a tricky feat to pull off. I think I got to a little past the halfway point of the first level, and phew, Wow. <laughs> that's all i can say about it as well. um it's so difficult and i just didn't want to play much of it honestly i could kind of feel bad for it because it's really well made but i couldn't play a lot of it
0: that makes sense tim your review of ghosts in
2: goblins okay so before i i go into my review i Clearly, John, uh, there's something I need to apologize to you for. Uh, I'm not sure what, but uh, the fact that you made me play this game over the last, like, two weeks clearly shows that you are angry at me for something. So whatever I did to hurt you, I'm sorry. Please don't take it out on me. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, um... I think I may have found the game on the NES classic that I like less than ice climbers.
0: <laughs> um, harsh. I mean, I like ice climbers, so <laughs> it's good. It's good. that At least there's yeah. one. Right? Oh my
2: God, dude, this game is so just so crushingly difficult. And th- yeah, it, all the enemies spawn on a random basis. Like there's no set pattern. Oh
1: God. I hate that.
2: Um, like every time you find like a weapon power up, it seems like it actually downgrades your weapons because <laughs> like,
1: yeah, I couldn't tell what was
2: better, I really yeah, couldn't. like
1: especially the red fire bombs, those things just seem to oh, the red fire bombs uh. are so bad because you can only throw two of them and if they yep. hit
2: the ground, they like create like a little like fire that lingers for a while and until <sighs> it goes away, you can't fire again so i I actively avoided weapon power ups because it seemed like the lance was just my better option. Um, I was a little surprised to find out that apparently I'm the one who got the farthest in the game because I actually cleared the first stage. <laughs> is that is that true? Uh, yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> um, yeah. and I'll talk a little bit about why. But that's, that, that's yeah, totally so true. I I can at least say that um, after spending a lot more time than I would have, if, you know, if I weren't preparing a review for it, uh, managed to clear the first stage. And even got halfway through the second stage, but um, I I could not get past there. There's like a building with a bunch of ladders, and at the top of each ladder is this like big ogre guy, and I just could not get through that scene. Um, Yeah, so uh, just as a little side note here, I'm kind of surprised this game, um, you know, uh, wasn't flagged by Nintendo as inappropriate because that opening cutscene clearly indicates that uh, Arthur and the princess are like about to get down. I mean, why else would he be hanging out in his underwear like that in the yeah. middle of the field, right? So, like, <sighs> clearly something's about to go down until the <laughs> demon shows up and totally cock blocks the night. <clears throat> so it uh, just um, goes
0: to show <laughs> you, kids, um, save it for marriage or demons will come. And, uh, oh, and also... <laughs> Don't make out in the cemetery. I mean, you think yeah, you're gonna have to say weird, that, but weird don't spot make out. For maybe they were. I mean, I know maybe
2: they're really into like they're just goth kids or something. I don't know. I don't know. So weird. Yeah. So, I mean, this game is it's punishing, it is difficult, it's not particularly fun. Um, Once it was getting closer to, you know, when we were about to record and I still couldn't clear stage two, I went ahead and I looked up some uh, speed runs just so I could kind of like see what the rest of the game entails. And it's basically just bullshit for like the entire (laughs) game. I mean, not even like that. It's just continues to be soul crushingly difficult and random. But um, apparently later bosses have immunities to different weapons. But the game does not tell you that. At any point, oh. you just kind of have to know it. Um, furthermore, <laughs> once you okay, clear okay. the last sta- thing, go
0: ahead. One, one sec, one sec. Okay, so there is a game that I love that kind of does that too. Mega Man 2 has this one um, Wily stage where you have to use the crash bombs in a particular order and if you don't you will run out of crash bomb energy and if you run out of crash bomb energy you can't actually go back and refill it or anything like that you're just pretty much it's pretty much game at that point so yeah, I mean, I don't I mean, I think that a game can get one of those in, you know what I mean? Uh, but more than that, it's bad form. And I think even in may, maybe Mega Man 2's case, it might be bad form. But if you play it enough, it's it's pretty easy to memorize the to memorize the pattern there. But it's not as uncommon for Capcom
2: games to do that. They sort of backed off that a little bit. But, you know. Yeah. Um. So anyways, even after like you you beat the end boss, the game's just kind of like. Oh, you think you won? psych! And it makes you run through the game again, but with all the enemies sped up. (laughs) So, yeah, it's the game is just like it goes out of its way to mess with you. So I uh, it's like a troll made it. It's kind of like like a troll made it. Yeah, it's (laughs) I I don't know why this game is considered a classic. (laughs) It's 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 mean. It's what it is. Well,
0: I think that it might be the arcade game might be more fun. I mean, we did play the NES classic version and this is based on an arcade game and that might actually be more fun. So I I couldn't speak to it, but it's possible. All right. So I'll get into my review. I'm, I'm not I'm going to go into, firstly, a few things that I didn't like and a few things that I did like, as I did want to add things that I liked to my list because it's not all bad, but I'll start with things I didn't like first. Very similar to what you guys have been saying. Uh, firstly, is every time you die, you go back over the entire map, which means that every time you come back to playing, you need to spend five to ten seconds each time to watch the overmap scroll again. That makes replaying the game so tedious, okay? So take a a game where you die a lot and you come back into it really quick. Super Meat Boy, it's great. You die a bunch, death doesn't really have too much of a stain, you're right back into it. In this game, death punishes you for five and 10 seconds of you waiting around, okay? To look at an overmap, that's not cool, all right? That's probably my biggest complaint about this game is replaying it sucks. Two, you get two hits until you're dead, Okay, and they're really stingy on giving you your armor back. So I don't know if I'd have a problem playing this game if you could actually play it faster, (laughs) which the game doesn't want you to do. And you could live a little bit longer, which the game doesn't want you to do. And I could even handle the fact that the armor, you know, it's just two hits and you're dead. If the game would actually let you get back to playing it in about a second, You really take for granted the fact that games let you come back in quickly. Um, Like Mario, any any game, even on the Nintendo, makes you come back faster than this. Well, I don't know about any. There might be some that are worse. And I also didn't like the sound design. I think it could use some love. I guess this is an odd note sort of in twenty eighteen, but it's not. But it's on the. It's on kind of the games on the side where I'd like mute the TV uh, and usually uh, Nintendo games I love have scores and sound designs that I wouldn't mind listening to again and again. So I don't know. This one's not the great. And I guess those are really my three biggest complaints about the game. And again, the biggest one is it takes way too long to replay it. So let's start with things that I did like. One, uh, I think the horror feel is actually really well done and the NES graphics are actually really good. So the intro is really is actually good. Like it'll tell it tells a story of two goth kids making out in a cemetery. Right. Um, Without any words or anything. And I think that's actually to the game's credit. You know, it does feel like a horror game. It really does. Uh, I would also say that Another thing I liked was the platform is actually pretty consistent. So if you take some games that are even considered really good, like Castlevania, jumping on platforms that are moving sucks. You can actually, you know, if you don't land those perfectly, you could fall off and you're actually on the platform to this game's credit. It actually handles platforming and jumping on little platforms and stuff really well. Um, I don't like the way the game handles particularly, but i it's actually a little bit better than Castlevania in, in some instances. Um, so three, uh, the game sort of ties in a story without words, uh, and it's good with its uh, sort of somber tone. And I think it's in, in that way, sort of talked about that already, but I think it's kind of swinging for something a little bit different in an NES game with the story and how it's incorporating it. I think that even though it takes way too long to load a stage, it's trying to show you the game and kind of a little bit about the story and progression and make the world feel more, you know, solid. I just don't it. Ta- it distracts from the gameplay so much that it makes the game worse. But I, I know what it's trying to do, and it kind of swings for the fences there a little bit. It doesn't really land, but I, I I really appreciate what they're trying to do. So I would say for me, ultimately, this game isn't fun to play. But. Sort of with that, um, like many games on the NES Classic, it's an interesting footnote for this era. Um, And for me, like if Nintendo wanted to release like an NES Classic 2.0 with 30 other Nintendo games, I'd buy it. And one of the reasons why I would is just to sample the huge library of games on the NES. Right. So Ghosts and Goblins is one of those games that I think is important, but it doesn't really stand the test of time like some of the other ones do. Uh, I'll talk about one that I think does, actually, which uh, and I think this is a pretty adequate comparison. I don't know what what you guys think. I'll I'll kick it to you when um, after I sort of make this comparison. But I think that a good comparison to this game would be the Ninja Turtles game on the NES. Do you guys know what game I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. So Ninja Turtles on the NES is hard and sometimes it's actually brutally hard. So I would say that it's very similar to um and ghosts and goblins but i think ninja turtles on the nes is actually fair and i don't think ghosts and goblins is you know what i mean like ninja turtles you can get back in fast it doesn't feel like it's like punishing and it doesn't feel like it's killing your soul i don't know what do you guys think about that comparison
2: i mean i think it's a fair comparison in that they they have very similar play styles that they're also quite difficult um I I would agree that the Ninja Turtles game does feel more fair, with the exception of that underwater stage where you have to defuse the bombs, and there's all the (laughs) electric seaweed everywhere. That stage is not fair. (laughs)
0: Agreed. I played it so many times that it was really easy. I could get through it without taking a hit, but it it takes a few times to to memorize it.
1: Yeah, same here. That was... Very brutal when I was a kid, but I eventually got the hang of it. And then I think I ran into something even harder, a couple of levels away from that. But yeah, I think the the Ninja Turtles comparison is pretty apt, but I think the a lot of the worst parts of Ninja Turtles come from maybe kind of less than stellar game design and some issues where like they didn't quite hit what they were trying to do, whereas the difficulty in Ghosts and goblins is the game trying to actively punish you for existing
0: (laughs) (laughs) and not letting you play the game. And I think the, the areas where Ninja Turtles falls down on game design is very infrequent for instance i think there's one jump that just boggles my mind like i still forget how to do it sometimes you know the jump i'm talking about. you just have to run
1: across it instead of trying to jump it yeah
0: yes yes that one is but that's so frustrating that that just like caused people to rage quit you know ghosts and you know ghosts and goblins is like all the time and ninja turtles has like a couple of those moments All right, so let's talk about the legacy of Ghosts and Goblins. So um, the game spawned quite a few sequels. We've got this Super Nintendo Super Ghouls and Ghosts, uh, and that's actually on the SNES Classic. I wonder if you guys have played that a little bit.
1: A little bit.
2: It's Uh, I haven't, actually.
1: I felt like it was a little bit of a step back, honestly, like everything feels clunkier somehow. The graphics are beautiful, though.
0: So. I played it a little I played a little bit after I played uh Ghosts and Goblins. I played the Super Nintendo version and it he he moves a little bit slower, but it's a thousand zillion percent better game, right? Um firstly, it's not as hard. It just isn't. It's not as clunky. He he does move slower, so it feels like a little bit of step back, but you also can get in the game faster after you die. Um and the weapons that you get like the first one you get is actually better <laughs> than, than the other one. So if you didn't like this one, I kind of recommend you give that. Maybe we'll come back and give the, you know, um, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, a, you know, a review. But I think it's I think it's a, a better game.
1: Yeah, to be fair, I played it for like 10 minutes, so it that I didn't get a clear view of it. But it felt really rough after getting used to the controls of Ghosts and Goblins, I guess, probably just because of the slow movement.
0: Yeah, I th- yeah, the movement is slower. I-, I like it better. It feels more slack, too, but, but I, li- I think I like that better. Um, so th- th- this game also spawned the Gargoyles Quest series, which I didn't play. Did any of
1: you guys play that? Gargoyles Quest? I haven't. I never even heard of it until reading the yeah. notes here.
2: I was looking at the Wikipedia article about the series, and I'm like, I didn't even know there were other games in the series other than the Super mm-hmm. Nintendo Ghouls and Ghosts one
0: oh yeah there's a lot
2: and then yeah the maximo series
0: there's on the quite playstation a few of them actually right and so this game uh doesn't get any sort of like super smash brothers love it's not a nintendo game it is a capcom game but yeah capcom's keeping this game alive and then the series alive but um again like you guys my um my sort of familiarity with the C series stopped at um, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, although Ghouls and Ghosts wasn't a game that I played on the Super Nintendo. I didn't have any friends that had it. Did you guys have any friends that had it or did you rent this game at all?
2: <laughs>
0: no, no, I, I just remember classic. Uh,
2: yeah, I just remember seeing it in a Nintendo Power, but I, I never actually played it myself. Right. I remember when
0: Gargoyles Quest came out, that was a really big deal. But again, it's not a game I played too much uh, in the uh, in the arcade, but uh But not beyond that.
1: Yeah, and you can also play as Arthur in at least some of the Marvel vs. Capcom games. And if I recall, he's kind of effective in those games, more so than he is in his own games. (laughs) Awesome.
0: All right, ghosts, let's rate ghosts and goblins on the ghost scale, starting with Tim.
2: yeah i'm giving this one a solid meh uh the only reason i'm not going down to a straight up skip it is just because um it is you know for some unknown reason it is kind of considered a classic uh there's certainly a group of people out there who seem to really enjoy it it's included with the nest classic so you know if you have a means to play it and you didn't have to you know go out of your way to acquire it (laughs) such as you know buying an s classic and it's included on there you know if you feel like being adventurous give it a shot but really you're not missing anything if you just choose to leave it alone travis
1: yeah i'm giving it a meh as well probably a high end of meh but because the mechanics and the graphics and everything comes together really well, except for that insane difficulty and and the brutality of sitting there and waiting, like you said, John, to get back into playing once you die. But yeah, there's just not a lot of fun there for me. I think that if you're really into brutal games, you might love this. In fact, it seems like it's held the test of time for people who love these brutal games. So maybe give it a shot if you're into that. But otherwise, eh, yeah.
0: I'm actually going to rate it with a skip it. Um, This game isn't fun and I don't enjoy playing it. I want to actively stop. And that's bad. Like I want to stop playing Nintendo games after playing this game. It's just not fun. So I'd say skip it. Um, I'm gonna add a little footnote to that that if you've got an NES classic, just play it to know what we're talking about. We're not crazy. I don't think you're gonna find this game very much fun. But if you do, then play it. If you want a hard game that's actually rewarding and rewards you putting time into it, then play Mega Man 2. That's on the Nintendo Classic. It's amazing. Or play Castlevania, okay. Like I put in time into Castlevania and I got really, really far, okay, by just learning the game mechanics. And it lets you play it quickly, get back into it. Or like I said, Mega Man 2. Um, Those games are so much better than this. So yeah, I would say skip it. So yeah.
2: Hey everyone, this is Tim from Cheerful Ghost Radio. My co-host and I want to thank you for listening to our show. We have a lot of fun making this podcast and I hope you enjoy it too. If you like what we're doing and you want to support us, you can do so on Patreon. Patreon is a site where people can fund the things they love. If you choose to support us at the membership level, you'll also get some awesome benefits on the Cheerful Ghost website. So head over to cheerfulghost.com, click the heart icon at the top of the page, and support us on Patreon. Thanks!